NPR. It's Jobs Friday. It's that time of the month when the Bureau of Labor Statistics publishes its big jobs report. And last month, the U.S. economy added 199,000 jobs. The unemployment rate fell to 3.7%. Now, this is my new co-host, Robo Cooper, which is a synthetic AI voice replica of our producer, Cooper katz I'm pleased to be here. Good to have you. And the reason I brought you on is because today we're going to home in on your peers, the robots. We're going to look at how AI is rippling through the jobs market. Yes. It's been one year since the AI chatbot ChatGPT got released. Google just this week released a new version of its chatbot Bard with more advanced capabilities, and AI jobs are booming. That's right, and we've heard a lot of concern and anxiety over the jobs that AI like you are taking over. Economists call this substituting labor. But we also wanted to hear about the jobs that AI is creating and reshaping. Economists call that complementing labor. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darren Woods. And I'm Robo Cooper. Today on the show, how artificial intelligence is making new jobs and transforming old ones. We talk with people with these fresh job titles, and we ask what this all says about the tempestuous currents ahead. Robo Cooper, I really appreciate you stepping in when Waylon and Adrian couldn't make it today. R.I.P. Wait, hold on. What do you mean by that? They put up a valiant fight. This message comes from NPR sponsor E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, their tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Now when you open an account, you can get up to $1,000 with a qualifying deposit. Terms apply. Learn more at E-Trade.com slash NPR. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. Member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. Support for NPR and the following message come from State Farm. Florida State Farm agent Lakeisha Gaines shares how she works with business owners. State Farm works with small businesses in a variety of different ways. We help to protect what they have. But in addition to protecting those things, we also help them to plan for their dreams. Talk to your local agent about small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we have ditched our AI co-host due to a breach of contract. So our human guide through the new jobs landscape of artificial intelligence is Eric Brynjolfsson. Eric is a professor at Stanford, where he runs the Stanford Digital Economy Lab. And he, like a lot of other people, has thought a lot about AI destroying jobs. There's a bias in me and in everybody. It's easy to look at the existing jobs and think, okay, how could some of those be reduced or or eliminated, it's much harder to think of something we've never seen before. And a year on from the generative AI boom, we can get a concrete picture of what those jobs are starting to look like. There's so much hiring going on in AI. And here in Silicon Valley, I'm being surrounded by companies that are desperately hiring machine learning researchers and other AI researchers. And it's not all advanced computer science jobs like machine learning researchers, you know, the kind of architects of these AI systems. Almost anybody can become an AI trainer, you know, the grunt work, actually checking the AI software is giving good answers. 
It doesn't always pay amazingly. It's kind of gig work, but it does offer flexibility. And at those higher paid levels, there are completely new jobs being created. One AI-related job posting in New York right now is legal engineering lead. So it's something to do with the law, but also software engineering. Whatever it is, would this job even have existed five years ago? Almost definitely no. Kitty Boxall is a legal engineering lead. She works for a company called Robin AI. It's a completely new domain and it is really bridging that expertise between those two fields, hence the legal and the engineering, quite literally married them together. What Robin AI does is basically ChatGPT for legal contracts. So it can help lawyers research precedents and it can tweak contracts. So Kitty works with the coders to make sure the software works for the lawyers who might use their product. You need to communicate and think and speak like a lawyer. And it's something that they couldn't do. And that's where they looped in members of our legal team who test and use the product a lot to help with those communication segues. So that's the first category in terms of ways that AI is reshaping the jobs market, creating completely new jobs. But Eric Brynjolfsson says there's another way in which AI is creeping up on the workforce. It's transforming ways existing jobs operate. Recently, Eric and his colleagues conducted an experiment with about 5,000 call center workers, and they gave them a version of ChatGPT. It was helping the human agents answer the human callers in a better way, but giving them more complete answers. In particular, the less skilled workers were now able to do their work at close to the same level as the most skilled workers. We covered Eric's findings back in May, and the bottom line is that they found that the workers using ChatGPT performed on average 14% better in their support calls. Eric says that even his job as an academic has changed since the launch of ChatGPT a year ago. I asked it to help with an outline of a book draft I was thinking of, and I was kind of scared that it came up with some ideas that I thought I'd been sort of secretly thinking about in my own head. And, and it, it was saying some similar things. And I was like, oh, boy, I, thought, I guess I'm not as original as I thought I was. But on the other hand, if you're willing to sort of let it play around a little bit, it, it can be uh, a, a tool for enhancing creativity and helping generate new ideas. So generative AI like ChatGPT and BARD can potentially be a complement to human labor. It can even sometimes result in employers hiring more people because of how much more they can achieve. Take Jill Burstein. It's really exciting. There are just so many new things you can do. She works for Duolingo, you know, the language learning app with that cheeky owl. And separate from the app, Duolingo, the company, makes an English language exam. This exam is for non-native English speakers who might want to, say, apply for a college. And Jill says that her work has completely changed over the last year. AI is able to generate the questions for that English exam. It can assess how well the student speaks English. And it can adapt how long the exam goes based on how well they're doing. With all the automation, Duolingo can cut costs and make it cheaper than comparable exams on the market. I have to keep up and I have to understand sort of conceptually what's going on and what's possible. And every few months, what's possible changes. It's true. You really have to keep up. I I think I read for a living is what I... (laughs) (laughs) And beyond jobs that are being reshaped by AI and new AI jobs, there is a third way that Eric Brynjolfsson says that the labor market could be positively changed. AI could create ordinary, non-AI jobs. 
like everyday businesses could hire more baristas or carpenters or hairstylists because AI has reduced these firms' costs of doing business. Eric points to possibilities in the future when AI has advanced even further than today. You know, you point it at, okay, set up a business for me and it figures out all the steps that are needed, all the legal documents that need to be filled out, the advertising, the web page, the other tasks that need to be put together uh, so that a human doesn't have to figure all that stuff out And these AI systems ultimately will be talking to each other and, in principle, could massively speed and simplify those processes so that hypothetical hairdresser would be able to do what they like to focus on. A lot of this other work could be done by the artificial capable intelligence. So that's the positives. New jobs building and supporting AI systems, transformed jobs that allow you to do more in your work, and businesses that find it easier to start and expand due to AI. But the new software engineering jobs are kind of cold comfort for somebody who's lost work as a translator or a copywriter. Eric says this will still be a period of massive change. What I could see is a lot of disruption in wages as some types of expertise become less valuable and others become more valuable. So what tends to happen, what's happened over the past decade, is not so much mass unemployment or or, or changes in the number of people working. It's been more likely to work through the the pay that people get. So I would that's where we should keep our eye on um, going forward. One example is translators. A couple of decades ago, their wages were about 50% higher than the average workers. Now, as AI translation takes hold, they're only about 15% higher. A lot of that will be because of people substituting away from using human translation services. But Eric says that we as a society actually have a choice about how we want AI to develop. If we focus on machines that allow us to do new things that we've never done before, that complements and extends our capabilities, then we're likely to not only have a higher ceiling, but also have more widely shared prosperity. And that's exactly the attitude, the excitement that was found in the workers I spoke to. People exhilarated about these new tools and how they can help them achieve even more. This show was produced by me, Cooper Katz-McKim. It was engineered by Sina Lafredo. Take and Cannon is our editor. And Sierra Juarez did the fact-checking. The, the Indicator, Indicator is, is a production, production of, of NPR. NPR. Look, artificial intelligence and human intelligence working together. Ha 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 But seriously, though, is um, Waylon and Adrian okay? On this week's Wild Card, we talk with Issa Rae about those moments where our lives could have gone another direction. Definitely wasn't supposed to be with that guy at all. At all. But I still think about it. I'm Rachel Martin. Issa Rae tells us how to make peace with the path not taken. That's on the Wild Card podcast from NPR, the game where cards control the conversation. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch.